Welcome to Lorica, the podcast of Father Patrick Cardine, pastor of St. Patrick's Orthodox Church in Bealton, Virginia. St. Patrick's is a parish in the Antiochian Orthodox Christian Archdiocese of North America, serving the Western Rite. Father Patrick is also the administrator of the Orthodox West. The golden and eternal three-stranded cord which binds us to God is faith, hope, and love. Without faith, the scriptures tell us we cannot please Him. Without hope, we become trapped in despair. And without love, there is no possibility of knowing God. Trust is a byproduct of love. Love between two persons, it forges an unbreakable bond, and that bond can be completely and utterly trusted. It will not fail. Hope, hope is an expression of that loving faith when we're passing through the fog of life. Things in life seem very unclear, not as they truly are. We're sort of feeling our way through and we cannot see clearly, hope assures us, hope assures us that if we cling to this tether that we will arrive safely. These three things are woven together and you really can't have one without the other. They're distinct and yet they are the same. Hope keeps us looking up, faith keeps us moving forward, love ensures that we will never turn back. Hope defeats despair. Faith provides us with power. Love is the fruitful reward of sweetness. We have in today's gospel lesson two examples of faith and the power of God bringing life into absolutely hopeless situations. The daughter of Jairus, who is the local synagogue ruler, lies dead in the house. Now it doesn't get much more hopeless than that. And yet this man, he is ignited by hope and driven by faith, which is fueled by love to find Jesus and to compel him to come to his house and raise his daughter from the dead. Some might say that he was blinded by hope, made senseless by faith, and driven to absolute madness by love. She's dead. She is dead. You think this Jesus can do something and you have the audacity to go and ask him to come to the house to your dead daughter? It's only going to increase your pain and disappointment. Your love for your daughter, your wife, yourself, your family has driven you mad. Well, that's what the world would say. And the crowds did say. But when Jesus came to the house, Jesus said, she's only sleeping. And they mocked him. They ridiculed him. They laughed him to scorn. The world is not your friend. As a little aside, I want to tell you the world is not your friend. Someone, a parishioner, came and They said they were at work and their colleagues, who are otherwise always very kind and nice and have respectful, have a wonderful relationship with, 
they happened to be having a conversation and they were talking about their schedule and they said that they needed a certain day off because of church. Well, I think it was the Christmas Eve. They said, oh, we have a late Christmas Eve service, so can I get this day off? And they told me that their colleagues began to literally ridicule and scorn them, not just in a minor way, but it was really vitriolic. And it like stung the person. It really hurt. It was completely out of character. It was like a spiritual thing. The world is not your friend. Even when they're sometimes nice to you, do not forget, the world is not your friend. That we might be like Jairus, that we might be so blinded and senseless and so mad that we would hope in Jesus Christ, that we would believe in Him with our whole hearts, that we would love Him, that we would be fools for Christ. Well, to the crowd's surprise, Jesus decides to go to this man's house. And on the way, there's a disturbance in the crowd and Jesus stops and everybody stops and he spins around and he's looking for someone. He accuses someone of having touched him. And there she is, a poor destitute woman who has suffered many years with this disease and issue of blood. It is A hopeless case, and that's the point. A hopeless case. She spent all her money. She's consulted every doctor. No one can help her. It is hopeless. And yet, the point is, like Jairus, she has not despaired. She heard that Jesus was coming. And for some reason, she is ignited by hope to find Him. She's emboldened by faith in the crowd to reach out and touch even just the hem of His garment. And all of this, this hope and this faith, this courage, it is fueled by love. Love for whom? Well, love for herself. She loves herself. That's what fuels this courage, this faith. It is love. Love for herself. Well, I thought love for itself was bad. Well, let me clear something up now. There are two kinds of love of self. One is bad and one is good. This woman was controlled by the good kind. And it's what gave her hope. It's what emboldened her faith. It's what brought her to Jesus. The bad love of self is in reality hatred of the person you are made in God's image. It's not true love of self. It's loathing of self. It's really loathing of God. It is a deceit. True and holy love of self is really gratitude for what God has made and the desire to see it fulfilled in communion with Him. It is the hope, the trust, the belief, the desire that all will be made new. It is the courage and the faith to see it through and the knowledge That you are worth loving. Not because anything comes from you. But everything that comes from God. That He is the source of your very life. And if you hate the life that God has given you. It is in reality a rejection of God Himself. Who gave you to be. This woman really loved herself. Think about it. 
She received the gift of her existence as a generous and loving gift from God to be cherished above all else. And despite her broken, unclean state, which hid, at least on the surface, the true beauty of herself, there was no visible and obvious intrinsic value of her life. She was ugly in the eyes of the world and even potentially in her own eyes. But despite all of this which conspired against her, which should have driven her to despair and self-hatred, she loved. She loved the person that God had created, her very self. She believed and she hoped that she would be made whole, that she was worthy to be made whole. Because God had created her such. And Jesus said it was her faith. Her faith, that was her faith. It was that faith that made her whole. She had spent everything she had, but she never gave up trying to find healing because she loved the person that God made. She valued that person as worthy of healing. That is faith. That is what it means to love God. The most tragic and sad experience that I have from time to time, and unfortunately it is all too often, is encountering people who believe in God, confess that He is good, and know that to be with Him is the only thing that ultimately matters, and yet, despite all of this, they hate themselves. They think that their brokenness and wickedness is more powerful than God's love. And they give in to self-hatred, loathing, and despair. This self-hatred is the other kind of self-love, the kind that's bad. It really is an obsession with the self apart from God. As if the person is their own little God, failing to recognize their total and utter dependence upon God, who has given us the very gift of our existence and of our life, and thus realizing that we are Desperate for him. How many of us today have the faith of Jairus and Veronica, the woman who touched the hymn? How many of us have been ignited by hope to set up searching for Jesus with a persevering faith? How many of us so love the person that God has created that we will do anything to see ourselves made whole? How many of us, on the other hand, have said, what's the use? There's no hope. I'm worthless. And God is not worthy to be loved. Well, we all lack faith. But if we lack faith, we can at least ask for it. We can say that prayer. And we should say that prayer often. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. We can all take a step. No matter how small, we all have that much in us to take a small step. God's grace has given us that much. To take a step, no matter how small, no matter how insignificant, just take the first little step. And then another, and another, and another. And before you know it, in that act of faith, that small mustard seed of faith, 
You'll find yourself one day in a field of light. Strengthened, encouraged, filled with hope, love for God, and that good, holy kind of love for yourself. And you'll be ready to face anything that you have to face on this side of the veil until that day that we are all raised in glory. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You have been listening to Father Patrick Cardine, pastor of St. Patrick's Orthodox Church in Bealton, Virginia. This has been a production of the Orthodox West.